hail our fair Riverdale. Register. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. It's right. good. No, no, no it was really good. good. Yeah, okay. it's perfect. I, was an, I could do it again. No, never change. Never change. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. I'm Caitlin, and I got a solid nine hours of sleep last night. I'm John, and I haven't had REM, REM sleep since... You know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't uh, matter. And by the way, that sound is not me eating, as someone so viciously pointed out. Oh my god, that was a year ago. <laughs> that was a year ago. <laughs> Um, no, but that is my dog. She's a snacker. She is switched to dry food. By the way, I want you guys to know that we record this podcast at 9 o'clock in the morning, so we get right. a little loopy Which sometimes. is like, it's fine for Caitlin. She wakes up. She goes to Starbucks. She gets the food. I've just come off my night shift at my current job. Don't worry, John. It'll all change soon. So, so a lot has happened this week. Oh my god, this is the best episode ever. Oh, I'm, I, I just meant like in the world. Oh yeah. Like Halloween happened. Hey, what were you for Halloween? You know, you were there. Yeah, but they weren't. I was a minion. It was a panic costume. <laughs> it was so fun. So Ian and I went to Target um, in a panic because I had planned my Halloween costume like all year long. I was like, I'm going to be Elle Woods. Cell is going to be Bruiser Woods. Yeah, you told me about this. I know, exactly. I've had it planned. Caitlin, what happened? Um, I bought the wig, and the wig looked more like Courtney Love than Elle Woods. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll buy a new wig. But I, I also ordered a pink dress, because pink dresses are weirdly hard to find. And so I found it on Poshmark, which is like this website where you buy like other people's clothes. And so they only had like a size 8, and it actually ended up being huge. So I could not be Elle Woods, because I would look like not cute. And so I was like, okay, well, what's an easy costume? So Ian and I went to Target and I, we started looking at these onesies that they have. They're like pajama like onesies Mm -hmm. because that would have been the easiest thing. But I look ridiculous in all of them. We were going to (laughs) do, Ian was going to be a lion and I was going to be a lamb. Um, but I looked very stupid in the lamb costume. So I decided instead to buy an extra large pair of children's overalls a yellow sweater, which is actually really cute and can be worn on the daily, <laughs> and um, and a Minions hat. So we went to the Halloween store after to get the Minions hat. And how many Despicable Me movies have you seen? I have not seen any of the Despicable Me movies. I have, however, seen the Minions movie, and I feel like that's fine. <laughs> but no, I've never seen a Despicable <laughs> Me movie. I'm sorry. But it was a good costume. I actually felt really proud of my costume this year. I mean, yeah, but like... It was good. It looked like the thing. It was fine. Last year, I was just a devil. Remember, I just wore a red dress and devil horns? Don't remember that. Why? This is a good costume. I'm what sorry. were you last year? I was Dr. Pepper last year. I put on scrubs and just had a name tag that said Pepper MD. But we, like, went out on Halloween. Were you that both nights? Yeah. I don't remember. I'm sorry. That's, I remember that's fine. There was a cool bar we went to, though, last year. Yeah. That was cool. I remember that place. Now that's the Beetlejuice bar. It's not that same place anymore? Well, I think it's the same location, but I'm pretty sure it's the Beetlejuice bar. Does it play the same music? I don't know. Bummer. I know. It was cool. I'm sorry. Wait. What are we here for? <laughs> Riverdale? Yeah, we got a bunch of great reviews. We did. Uh, oh after God. our last episode. You guys are honestly the nicest people in the entire world. I love you. I honestly started tearing up. Like, <laughs> I was having a good day, so I didn't start, like, completely bawling. But yeah, you want to read the big one and then... Uh, yeah, I can start with um, 
Nice. Five stars by Austin and Allie Always. That's a show. On is it? Channel. Or it was. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of Allie and AJ, which is not the same <gasps> thing. I love Allie and AJ. Their new music is so good, guys. Go listen to it. I enjoy listening to this podcast after each TV episode. I first looked it up after finishing the first season of Riverdale and wanted some commentary. Thank you both for providing thoughts about Riverdale. It's fun to have other people's thoughts. Riverdale. <laughs> uh, I think it was on Riverdale. Riverdale thought, could Archie be the Black Hood? Obviously not the person who shot his dad, but after that he goes dark from the trauma, anger, protectiveness... On his night watches, he actually goes looking for the people who are hurting Riverdale. He kills Miss Grundy with his own bow, and then he has a gun. Also, Watcher in the Woods is a Watcher in the Woods. And Jughead's writing from the future about his lost friend. Riverdale lost its soul. I love it. I hate that theory. <laughs> I love that theory. That would be so... Oh my that's god, the... if Archie... If Archie was the killer... Then who the hell shot his dad? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Maybe it was a robbery. Oh my god. It would be so... Cool. Oh my god. And Archie has to make sense of it. Oh also, my god. wouldn't that be like the one oh my god. way? It's was... Emma is the killer. Emma was the killer. <laughs> we both thought that Emma was the killer. That was a good idea. That was just them not taking our good idea. By the way, we're talking about Scream, the MDB series. It's okay if you didn't watch it because John and I have enough passion for it for everyone else in the world. Season three looks legit good. It looks legit good. Tag is going to be in it. Just kidding, that doesn't matter to me, but Kiki Palmer's going to be in it, and that does matter to me. She's great. Why don't you read this next review? <laughs> oh my god, I will. Okay. Review. A.R. Carter 93. Five I stars. Five stars. Five stars, obviously. No, not, not obviously. <laughs> um, but yay! <laughs> I too feel bummed that Trump is president and enjoy lovingly snarking on Riverdale. All around relatable content, 10 out of 10. Hey. That's so sweet. Not only is it five stars, it's 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of 10. That's twice as many stars. It's like you love two reviews. Thank you. Oh, also, fuck drop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regret reading this next one. Uh, Sheriff Keller did it. You know he did. He did. Five obviously. stars from Call Me Bryce Lee. Having discovered Riverdale earlier this year, I immediately went to my podcast app on my phone to find some podcasts dedicated to discussing the new CW show. That is when I discovered the Riverdale Register, a Riverdale recap. The podcast features two hosts, John and Caitlin, and I quite enjoy their bickering brother-sister in dynamic. John grounds the podcast. He is the scully of this operation, while the bubbly and vivacious Caitlin serves Aww. the molder, always coming up with colorful theories in regards to the show, only to have John shoot them down. <laughs> there are quite a few podcasts geared towards Riverdale, but this podcast is by far the most fun and the most informative. A few naysayers have accused the two of hating the show because of their criticisms, but their assessments are generally fair and warranted when it comes to the show. After all, if you truly love something, you should be able to point out the good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I freaking love this podcast. I would give them 100 stars for their hard work, but iTunes only allows five. Aww. Wow, that is That's the best review. Amazing. Thank you. I mean, they're all great reviews. Yeah. Wait, what, what app are we on? Which one was it? Oh, was that the iTunes app? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? I don't know if we're on more apps and we don't even know. No, I think you would know when you're on apps. Um, <laughs> I love that. Also, I think, yeah, it's funny that, I think it's kind of hilarious, actually, that people could ever accuse us of loving the show, of hating the show, <laughs> when we obviously spend so much fucking time, yeah. like... How many hours have we logged on like, this show? Oh my god, no. Like, if there's anybody who loves the show, we love the show. Yeah. You can't podcast about a show that you hate that would be, like, fucking hell. Yeah. Why am I cursing so much? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm in a very hyper mood when you're in a very not hyper mood. <laughs> you're making up for me. I am. Yeah. Okay, best Riverdale podcast? You're kidding? No, no, at the top. 
everything you want from a recap show. Started listening with season two. I'm typically stubborn about recap shows, but Caitlin and John are so inviting with their humor and have great commentary. Fun podcast, definitely recommend. Aww. Now, should we save the rest of these for next time? Uh, do you want to? I think we might want to. Okay. Because we have four more, and <laughs> as much as we love them... We're using up a lot of time, we're using and we want to talk about Riverdale. Yeah, so we'll just have okay. to remember... We'll put a pin in this. Yeah. Uh, amazing. But thank you, um, Nika M. Nikam. <laughs> Maybe it's just Nika uh, Nika Collier M. Nine. I want to say Pachi. Pachi. And Liv Tompkins. Liv Tompkins. Thank you guys so much, and we'll read your reviews next time. So, this episode was kind of epic. I, I fucking loved this episode. I know, me too. I also loved it. It had everything. Fights in the rain, love triangles, code breaking, the Zodiac Killer, really everything you could want in an episode of a show. And did you know that this episode is named after oh right yes the, the title what is it <laughs> chapter 17 the town that dreaded sundown so john specifically texted me to make sure that i looked this up and then forgot my segment um stella sorry stella is sitting on my lap and she is she is being a nudge um okay so this the episode is actually the most literal title that i think we've gotten because they actually mention. I mean, they straight up say it in the episode. Yeah, so they straight up saying it, and they all say it, and they also basically it's based on a 1976, and then also I think a 2014 remake called "The Town That Dreaded Sundown." It's a horror film, um, but the interesting thing about it is it's about a town that there's a serial killer, and you know he kills people, and they never find him in this place called Texarkana. But the interesting thing about it is that the remake which was produced by Jason Blum of Blumhouse, Ryan Murphy, was also written by Roberto. <gasps> I know. Isn't that so cool? So basically, Roberto is like, hey, I made this thing. And I actually saw this movie. How cool is that? So anyway, John, thanks for this encouragement. Which, this um, wait, the remake or the original? The remake. Okay. Was because Roberto is young. What's the, what's the movie about? Oh, the movie's about a serial killer in this town called Texarkana, which there really was um, these attacks. Okay. Uh, They called him the Phantom Killer. And then the the remake is actually more of like a weird meta sequel. That's what Wikipedia called it. But um, yeah, the remake is really weird. Like, it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen it. But basically, they screen the town that dreaded sundown within the new... Town the Dreaded Sundown. Stella, what are you doing? But and there's another phantom killer in the new Town Dreaded Sundown? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, Dennis O'Hare is in it. Oh. Um, yeah. It's a cool... It's a cool movie, actually. It's really weird. and It's hard to kind of explain if you haven't seen it. But um, go see it. Go see it. In, this, on the television. Oh, okay. Go buy it on Amazon. <laughs> this episode is written by Amanda Lasher. Love her. Who has done... Uh, who has done Gossip Girl. About 13 episodes of Gossip Girl. Uh, wrote on Sweet Vicious. About two episodes. You said she was the showrunner? I believe she was at least the co-showrunner. Mm-hmm. And she may have been the showrunner. But this is, Robinson this is her creator. first episode of Riverdale. Yeah, so she's actually not on Riverdale anymore, as far as I know, because 
she has just um, been given the showrunner title on The Bold Type. Mm. So it was Sarah Watson, and now um, Amanda Lasher is taking over. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I loved Sweet Vicious, so. And I love Gossip Girl, obviously, so. And the episode is directed by Alison Anders, who we've mentioned has done, uh, who's on this show, done Chapter 7 in A Lonely Place, Chapter 15, Nighthawks. Nighthawks. She's definitely in the bag for this show. <clears throat> so, let's see, where should we start? There were a lot of plots in this episode, but they all really intertwined a lot. Yeah. So it's a little bit weird, but let's just start with, like, serial killers. Serial it's like Jughead. Killer. Jughead just, like, walking around. Like, I thought that was a kind of cool thing with the, they had the serial killers. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was very well-directed, I thought, this but episode. But at the same time, like, those guys killed people. This guy killed one person. Yeah, I don't Like, I know he's a serial killer, but he's more like a serial attempted killer. No, he's not really a serial killer, honestly. Like, like he's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think. But, um... He wants to be, and I think that's important. You know, you, everyone needs dreams, so. Um, yeah, so it's Jughead in the library, and he's just, like, seeing all these creepy people. But the important thing about this scene is that he mentions the Phantom Killer yeah. in Texarkana, and that is from the town of the Dreaded Sundown, because there really was a murderer in that town. But it leads in this whole, like, montage about showing how, like, a lot has happened. Or, or Archie's video has, has led to something uh, the shirtless militia video has gotten around town. The creepy librarian lady has seen it. Uh, every uh, People aren't walking alone at night, and they're installing new locks on their doors. Yeah, and... no shit, you should have done that. And th- I don't know why they're making it a bigger deal that Archie made a humiliating video than they are that there is a murderer. You think it's a humiliating video? It's a humiliating video for Archie, mm-hmm. absolutely. Why? He's the one in the shirt. He is the one in the shirt, but then he has, like terrifying vigilante. I feel like in about two seasons when all the characters are like getting ready to go to college, someone will be like, Archie, you, you're a great A kid. You got no problems going to school. We'll all be like, um... That video? He started a militia. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to understand where the show is on the is Archie doing the right thing? Like, you know, like, what is the viewpoint of the show? We know that the characters on the show are like, what the hell are you doing, Archie? You're being insane. But do the characters also feel that way? I mean, do the, do, like... Do the creators. The creators also feel that way. I think they they know they're pushing him into a dark place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to be like, yeah, the red circle, like, freedom. There was some weird... Hmm. Almost like political things that I kind of got a sense of this episode that I don't think that the creators are at all pushing, but like I think they're kind of like toying with this whole like I don't know, there's something about like take back the town, like sort of like these kind of lines of dialogue or whatever that are kind of like, I'm like, mm, like, is this there, supposed to be I implying? mean, Tony did straight up say fake news at one point. And she also said neo-Nazis. Yes. Which I thought she was She called the red circle neo-Nazis. Yeah. So I don't know if they're trying to make kind of a point about how, you know, maybe don't go be like a militia. Like maybe that's. I mean, point. clearly it's bad. Yeah. Because Dilton goes to the hospital. Right. And Archie's terrified he might have shot someone if he had had the gun. Yeah, which he would have because that's why you have a gun. Yeah. Yeah, that is his primary purpose. 
We should really control those. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's not, not the right time to have that conversation. I don't think so. I think I think a few more things should happen in a few more dozens of years. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, okay. So in Archie's plot, uh, the fallout from the Red Circle video, like, like he admits to his dad that he took the video down, the initial one. But it's spread because it's the internet. Right, exactly. When will kids learn? But at the same... So, like, he's, like, a little bit like, okay, maybe it wasn't the best thing. But then, as the episode goes on, he's, like, smugly walking around the hallway while everyone's terrified of him because he called out a serial killer. Yeah. And in the end, he even admits to uh, to Veronica that he wants to kill the Black Hood. I would want to kill the Black Hood, too. Yeah? Well, I would want to bring him to justice, but I would... I don't want him. I don't want him dead because then he could stop murdering people. But like, Archie is just so like violence begets like violence in this case, and I think that he he yeah he goes looking for fight. The yeah. entire red circle disbands, and I think that might be the weakest part of the episode is that they disband only to get back together right. before the final act. Come on, guys! <laughs> but um, like, there's a point where he's just alone, just. Going around the south side, spray painting circles on stuff. This doesn't sound very stupid, but and then when he gets a fight, he's like, "Oh no!" (laughs) I was very um, pleased at how well his circles came out. They turned out really well, right? I was like, I would never be able to do that. They would would be like these weird oblong Uh messes. Exactly. I thought about that. I was like, "Wow, good, good job, Mm -hmm. Archie. Good job." I think, yeah. (laughs) He he's got tools though, because Dylan sends him to a hunting store. Yeah, I'm starting to get the sense of what Riverdale's all about. He uses the name Wilbur Wilkins. Oh, did you notice that his driver's license doesn't say a state? Instead, it says the town of Riverdale. And it looks so fake, and I'm like, this guy's gonna <laughs> no. But no, that's what their driver's licenses look like. <laughs> the hunting store guy's like, this all checks out, Wilbur. <laughs> I want to check if Wilbur Wilkins is, like, a thing. There's a Wilbur Comics. Maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, Wilbur Comics is a comic book published from 1944 to 65. The comic featured the fictional character Wilbur Wilkin, a <gasps> contemporary of Archie. A contemporary of Archie? That's yeah. so crazy. So oh my God, that was the right. competition from when Archie was first coming out. That's funny. That's crazy. So it uh, is almost his alter ego. It's so cool. It's another lovable goober from a comic oh, a long, long time goober. ago. That's so cool, John. John, thank you for Googling that. Hey, no problem. It's... What it's what we do here on the Riverdale Register. Some would say that we're the most informative Riverdale podcast. Some have indeed said that. Yes. Is it going to our heads? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Every compliment I've ever received has gone to my head, and every insult has cool, crushed cool, me. Cool, cool, so. cool, 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 cool. So, like, he's getting into a fight with Sweet Pea, but Sweet Pea and, like, his gang were already be like, hey, let's kill Archie. Like, from the moment they saw the video. There yeah. was some new guy who I didn't really catch his name, but I'm sure it's... It's sweet. It's sweet pea. It's moonlight path. Is and there it's moonlight cucumber path? melon. Are, are these all real? The real names? These are all. Ben no, Adam. you made these up. Body works sense because sweet pea is a bad and body works. Okay, sense. okay. So the dude who's wearing a tank top the whole time. What, what, what would you cucumber say? Cucumber melon. He's cucumber melon. Of course. Okay, so cucumber melon wants to earn his stripes, basically. So sweet pea is like, let's kill Archie. Let's like let's take his head straight up and uh and jug has to be like okay no because that guy's milk toast like i love his put down of archie like that's the blandest uh that's the blandest vanilla you'll ever see don't even bother with no, that no, seriously i know 
I've had to be the interesting one for years. Uh, but, man, they're on, like, a collision course the whole episode until the amazing fight in the rain. I can't get over the fight in the so rain. It was so good. Because I was really worried that the just the rain and the, the thunderstorms and you stuff... You should see John was Pant just a, rain motions. ...was just like a... Was like a oh, this will just look cool. Um, or, like... It wouldn't have any payoff or anything important, but instead it was like representative of the building, like like emotion. And then when it let loose and let the rain go down, it was also just the amazing slow mo fight. It was really cool. Yeah. A plus. Dylan got stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he literally had a knife in his thigh. That must hurt so. It must bad. be pretty bad. Yeah. So bad. I've never had that happen to me, obviously, because of my. Limited fight experience, but, um, yeah, no, that must hurt. But then, what, Veronica ends the fight. Oh my god, that was amazing! Was she wearing a special outfit in that exact moment? Like, it looks like she had, like, like the Red Riding Hood thing That's what I thought, too, but I don't know. It was, like, a hood, because it was raining. Uh Uh-huh. Because her arc this whole episode is about loyalty. Because her mom has that thing, where she's, like... Hermione actually comes close to being a good parent this episode. Just gonna I, that one out. I finally read a headline that was like, when did when did Veronica's mom become the worst? Because really, she was amazing. She was very good when like, she was working at Pops. And then she just did a complete 180, mm-hmm. and I'm still not over it. I'm like, who are and it, you? It, the, the arc still doesn't feel completely earned. No, it doesn't. It's which very is, strange. Which is uh, sad. Because I like where she's at now. I just wish we had gotten there better. Yeah, or if she started out kind of there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, you know, her and Hiram, as soon as they see the shirtless militia video, they're like, hey, break up with him. Right, exactly, <laughs> which is completely fair, I think, actually. Yeah, which, of course, was, like, kind of Hiram's plan, but Veronica yeah, makes... what is Hiram's plan? Okay, so he's like, there's chaos and confusion everywhere. I love it. Is he Batman? <laughs> and then they're, the at Joker? The, Whatever. they're at the town meeting later when Alice is like... I say we shut down Southside School and hire more cops. And guys, Fred got shot. We all love Fred. Let's kill everyone on the South Side. And Fred's, and Fred's like, like, hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that Fred is the person that everyone is kind of doing all this shit for. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't ask anyone to do any of this. Uh, he's like, my son is insane. <laughs> <laughs> guys, my son needs therapy. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, so that's the one thing. It's like, I'm so happy that Luke Perry is alive, but I can't help but think that maybe it would would make a lot more sense if he was dead. I'm I'm, I'm just sad that we haven't done a story about... Someone actually being No, about Fred since the gunshot. Nothing about him being in physical therapy. Nothing about his injury. Do you really want to see? No, but I just I want to check in with him more than just being like sad dad at home. Well, you've never which is what which is what he's doing right now is just to march at home. His sad dad is right there and be like Archie. I got shot. (laughs) I love him. I honestly love Luke Perry so much. My favorite thing though is that. Oh, what was my favorite? Also, is Molly Ringwald like still in town or what? What are we doing she's here? Upstairs. <laughs> she's upstairs. She <laughs> brought the food upstairs. She's been up there. She's been up there. She doesn't want to leave. Right. Archie hasn't insane. been upstairs all season, so. It's so true. Yeah, so he's, I guess we're just going to have to live a life of, that's my dog pitter-pattering. Where'd she go? So 
I think that it would be stronger if Fred was dead because then Archie would actually have something to be upset about. I agree. I think narratively, Archie's point would be in a better position if Fred were not alive. In fact, this episode really doesn't help Archie's case because, you know, he thought Blackhead was all about him. Blackhead's like, no, I'm all about Betty. Yeah, exactly. Betty's my jam. Uh, Who are you, Archie? Betty. He was inspired by Betty's speech. One thing I do want to bring up, just back to Fred really quick. Oh, yeah. Some people are making the point that Fred had something to tell Archie at the diner. Do you remember that? That that Fred called Archie to the diner to have a conversation? I just wanted to, like, talk. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. But some people I, had, like, I had never gotten the impression that there was a secret to be told. Yeah, I didn't either. But some people were saying that. And I was like, oh, maybe I should rewatch the finale. Maybe he was just like, hey, you did a lot of shit yesterday. Right. You saved a child's life. You played a song. And you, you had sex song. with that girl. Uh, Let's talk about. I clearly know about because I called you Casanova when you walked in here. Yeah, that makes me <clears> vomit. Like, it doesn't seem like there was a secret to be told. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't know. I think you're right, but I don't think this is about Archie. No. I I went back and I pulled up uh, Betty's speech. Yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It's not very inflammatory. Uh, She's just being like, hey, Riverdale's made of people. The good people and FP. He's like, <laughs> is that what she says? <laughs> he's like, Riverdale's Archie Andrews, Kevin Keller, Veronica Lodge, but so is F.P. Jones, who you're so quick to blame for Jason's murder. I mean, he didn't murder Jason. He just kept him in the basement for a while. I want to point out that's still bad, and yeah, we really yes, yes, forgive yes. F.P. for Then she's much. like, Jughead Jones is Riverdale, the very soul of Riverdale. Without him, we may have never found out what happened to Jason, yet how do we thank him by banishing him? But isn't the South Side still... Riverdale? I don't know. But Betty is uh, not a fan. We know that. So I think the thing that, that, that it really wants to concentrate on is uh, the last part. From if we don't can face I, can the reality. I read it can you Betty? read it in your Betty voice? Yeah, wait, hold on. Say Polly a okay, few times. Polly. 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 If we don't face the reality of who and what we are, if we keep lying to ourselves and keeping secrets from each other, then what happened to Jason could happen again. Or God forbid, something even worse. Braverdale must do better. We must do better. So the Black Hood was there. And he heard that and be like, I'm sorry, did someone say something even worse? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> and it'll make us better. Yeah, I don't think that that speech... I don't think he took the right message no. from that speech at all. That's... It's kind of... It's, um, it's hard to justify that he heard that and was like, yes, I should start murdering people. <laughs> Starting with Fred. Oh, wait, you, you, you're ashamed that the town hosted a murderer? Well, well, well. But this guy, this guy clearly, and we'll get more on this in the rumor mill, but, like, he knows Betty. Yeah. 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 But also, he knew the truth about uh, Miss Grundy, and, I mean, he just knew everything. Because it's Sheriff Keller. No, it, it sounds like it's Hal Cooper. It can't be Hal Cooper. You were saying it was Hal Cooper just weeks ago. But I now will, that it's obvious, you refuse. I will be incredibly pissed if it is Hal Cooper because he 
Well, I do understand why he would fit the profile. He actually doesn't fit the profile in many ways as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, you go on. What were you saying? No, no, no. Please continue. Yeah, because if... how Okay, how Cooper... At least, did you see the preview for next week? Yeah, it sounds like Polly's going to be in danger. Yeah, or Veronica. Mm, good point. Or She's got a whole, like, uh, Hello Emma thing going on. Oh, on my God, yeah. By the way, guys, that's a reference to our other podcast, <laughs> um, which I realize not all of you will listen to or have listened to, but um, you should. It was fun. It, John, you can't make that hand motion. No one can see it. Okay. I feel like you just pointed it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she is basically being spoken to by the black hood who mm-hmm. is saying cut everyone out of your life i just want you for my own or whatever oh. which is a weird thing i think for your dad to say to you <laughs> um especially because like it's not like betty and her dad are estranged right now like if he wants to spend time with betty yeah but, he can just I hang mean, out let's with assume betty. he's a psychopath right it just i don't know that would be ironic though, considering last season Alice was like your father kills someone, and then she just started laughing her ass yeah, off. Yeah, that would be funny. Well, he's really bad at it apparently. So. I think okay. So one of my issues with Betty's story in this one is that Kevin just like walks in the room, is like, "Hey, we're cool now. Let me be part of your story again." Yeah. Well, it was like they just kind of it. they just kind of really backpedaled on the on his thing. Yeah. Okay, like, hey, I'm I back like- on the web dating. No more cruising the woods. We really solved that one. It was rude of you to tell my father. But we're all good. <laughs> it was rude. Well, Sheriff Killer, the thing is, I almost don't want Sheriff Killer to be the killer now because of how good and chill he is with Kevin and how yeah. he's just like, I don't care that you're gay. I approve of your life and I want you to be safe. And so I'd be really upset if he was like, just kidding, I'm a murderer, <laughs> I judge everyone. Like, But, I mean... Except it, for my son. He's he's beautiful. <laughs> he's a precious perfect angel. Um, did you see his glow up? A plus. <laughs> have you seen his arms this season? A plus. Yeah, so, uh, so I have no idea who the Black Hood is, except it's probably Sheriff Keller. So. so, well, whoever he is, he gives Betty the cipher to solve... But Betty just turns around and, like, gives it to her mom in probably one of the best acting moments Betty has ever had. Yeah. She's, the fake tears, and she's like... It was just the cipher. <laughs> I didn't get a letter. It was just the cipher. And I love how Alice takes it to the sheriff. He's like, oh, I know. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I'm just going to put it in the paper. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I I'm just going to crowdsource this, you know? Actually, she said that she had already yeah, put it in the paper. It's already out. <laughs> Look right over there. There's another copy of it. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't read it. <laughs> Which leads to the super awkward code-breaking party. Yeah, a party it was not. So, like, Tony and Jughead are getting together as friends because the I the countdown no, to breakup continues. I see no chemistry. I, well, not that I see it no chemistry. She doesn't seem to be showing that much romantic interest in exactly. him. Exactly. That's how I feel. I think he's more into her. He seems she, almost more just intrigued by her yeah because she's a weirdo you know she's weird she's weird she's always wearing a headband or a hat or something that's, that's weird that's so true she is yeah yeah i think vanessa morgan is the best and i think she's a great addition to the show she fits in seamlessly to me mm-hmm. um she actually was originally up for the part of josie oh that would be fun that would be fun right i think a, a, a i mean they chose really well i think yeah nothing that i would prefer her but like in an alternate universe where ashley murray like never became an actress or something jesus like we'll just like ashley you know. murray is great too now you get both of them well that's what i mean I in mean, that alternate like, universe you don't get both of them 
Right. But I was just saying in an alternate universe, like Vanessa Morgan would have been a good choice as well. Also, I just saw um, Ashley Murray on uh, Younger, which I'm binging mm-hmm. um, per Stephen's suggestion. Mm-hmm. And I am so obsessed with this show. It is so fucking good. I love it. I love it. But I've been listening to this podcast called The Shipping Room, and they just spoiled like a big plot point from season two. And I didn't care because I was like listening to the podcast and like I had not watched Younger, so I was like, whatever, this is a show that I'll never watch. But now I'm like so upset. So that's just, this just happened. Anyway, Riverdale. <laughs> that was such a great detour. <laughs> you know, everybody watch Younger, it's really good. Um, yeah, no, I don't think Tony is I at think, all interested in Well, I just head. think they need to. Clearly, they need to write in a moment yeah. between the two. But maybe it feels like feels like this should have already happened by now. But like the closer we got, is her just be like, "I'm a junkie for murderers." He's like, "Really? Yeah." Which is Me how I. Too. That's how I am with anybody who's like a junkie for murderer. Um, but that's true. That's kind of where our friendship started. Exactly. It's like murder intrigue. Like, like fictional murder. You're yeah. Like, All right. Fine. fine. Whatever. It's fine. But um, he and Tony T seem they seem Tony like, T Tony T they seem like just friends to me, and I kind of hope that the show subverts the whole, you know, threatened by the they won't the hot girl thing. They won't do that. Well, Tony is there's no can, story there. Can it, how do you say it? Canically? Canically? Canonically? Canonically? Really? Yeah. That seems wrong, but... It's I, part of the canon. I believe you, canonically. It's just a bad word to say. Canonically... Canonically. She, How about that? That's <laughs> Okay, fine. In the comics, she is bisexual, which obviously means she yeah, could have... in the comics, Jughead's asexual. Okay, just listen to my words. She, okay. She... I'm just using the same facts you're using. Obviously, if you're bisexual, you can date men and women on TV, so it doesn't necessarily... What? I know, it's crazy. Also, I have a whole tangent about that if you want me to go no, into no, it. Go on. Really? Okay. No, 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 not that tangent, please. Okay. Well, anyway, so I kind of hope that they do have something where she is like, oh, I'm not interested in you. Like, it ends up being like, maybe Jughead is, like, interested in her. Maybe him and Betty have a fight and he turns to her. And then she's like, oh, dude, like, no, I'm, like, already dating, like, somebody else. And it's, like, a girl, and that's, like, a whole thing. And you're, Doug, you're really desperate for her to be dating a girl. She is going to be dating Cheryl. It is going to happen. It's, it is going to they happen. They know each other. Cheryl it's would gonna... not associate with anyone from the South Side. This happens on every show we do, where you're just desperate for two female characters to get together. But there's actual evidence for this. No, there isn't, because they've never met. Okay, can I raise my hand? I'm going to raise my hand and say that Madeleine Pesch... It's an audio podcast, so none of you can tell she isn't even raising her I'm hand. I'm raising it. <laughs> she specifically said that Cheryl would be exploring her sexuality this season. Who better than... Yeah, but Cheryl was asexual last season. She wasn't so. asexual, she just wasn't... You're right, she was in love with her brother. Right, exactly. Um, That's a whole other so category. So sexuality doesn't mean... What if it's just... Ex- gay? it just means anyone for her. What if it means just explore her sexuality with someone she's not related to? Like, what if, like, sure. that's what it is? Like, she's decided to start dating people she's not It's probably going to be Betty's to. brother. That would be cool. I'm not saying that there can't be any, like, lesbian relationships. I'm saying you're, you're reaching. You are reaching as reaching. far as a human could right now. I'm going to make a Twitter poll and... Like, of all the people you're shipping Cheryl with, you're shipping the person she has never met. Okay, but she will meet him, her, or them, whatever. Will she? I don't know. Chick Cooper's coming. I'm excited about that, too. It's a weird name. Yeah, yeah. He also was apparently an agent for the government on in the Riverdale comics, in the Archie comics. 
Dude, these comics are so weird. I know they are so weird. I love it. I how have we how have they managed to trick like normal people into watching this show? It's so wholesome. <laughs> About the just the weirdest, most like wholesome, bland comics out there. I was going to ask you this actually, and I feel like this is a good time to. Do you think that this show would have been as successful commercially? If it was not pegged to the Archie comics, like if Archie, imagine Archie comics doesn't exist and these characters are just created for the TV show. It kind of has the same, pretty much everything is the same, except that Archie comics could, is just never. Could this show have existed if it wasn't based on an existing property? Well, not could it have, but like, let's just say it, it did. Like, let's just say it was like, I don't know. An average teen drama? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a show that's actually not based on... Yeah, like it's One Tree Hill-esque. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's not based on anything. It might be. But I feel like a lot of the inspiration for the weirder, soapier, over-the-top over elements come from that history. Yeah, no, I understand that, but I think the question for me... So, like, me, it, it wouldn't exist in the same way uh, without that aspect but, of the inspiration. I, I probably wouldn't have come to it. Uh, if it weren't based on Archie Comics. Because you, like, it's the interesting part it's, of it. It's the fascinating thing is almost the can they pull this off nature of it when it's being sold to someone. Right. But for me, it's just more, the question is, would the average viewer, because let's say the average viewer is like 17, mm-hmm. do you think they really care? Oh, no, they don't. They don't. They're so, definitely just like, wow, these names are all really weird. Yeah. But they de- like... The average person probably doesn't understand why Jughead is named Jughead. I uh, still don't. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work in modern context at all. Um, they're they're probably like a little bit like this town feels weird now. The fifties. They probably from the show have a vague idea of what the comics are, and ironically, right. the comics now have. Archie comics and Riverdale comics. So Riverdale stuff is based more around the show, but Archie comics are still the wholesome classic. I can give my child this to read. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it wouldn't have been as commercially successful, but at the same time, I think that's interesting because I don't think a lot of teenagers watching the show care. No, they definitely don't. So it's weird, but I have to wonder, um, what got them to watch it then? Because, I mean, the Archie stuff is what got me to watch. I mean, you've seen Archie without a shirt on. That's what got kids to watch. Probably. Probably the insanely attractive cast helped. Yeah, that helps. I, by the way, I'm pretty impressed that, like, no one is attractive in the same way. Oh, that's nice. Like, a lot of these teen shows, the producers have a type, and everyone kind of fits into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not the case here. Yeah. Everyone is a different... Nice. <laughs> Where were we? Well, we were kind of just talking. Yeah. Name me a character. <laughs> Jughead. Jughead. Let's talk about Jughead stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. So he and Tony are kind of, like, potentially being a thing. Why was that Tony and Betty fighting? Like, why was that happening? <laughs> That's a great idea. Tony just... I guess she's... No. Oh, you know what it is? It's probably Alice Cooper's fault. I blame Alice Cooper. Because Alice Cooper's writing all these articles where it's like, and the South Side is the real problem here. And everyone's like, but there's a serial killer. She's like, yeah, from the South Side. And they're like, do you have any purpose of that? And she's like, well, there are some interviews behind the scenes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. She's you. Yeah, she's me. Um, Alice is from the South Side, which I think is interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
It's so, kind of a throwaway thing that I'm excited so to So Tony explore. sees that, equates Cooper to Cooper, and he lashes out a little bit at Betty because the Northsiders, a.k.a. her family, uh, is putting all the blame on the South side. What she didn't realize was that it was actually Alice Cooper, the singer, who had wrote all those articles. <laughs> He's a guest writer on it's the register. So crazy. A lot. Yeah. I do like the line where uh, she's like, hey, maybe you should just take off your ponytail. Which is like super random and mm. weird and aggressive. And Betty's then Kevin's ponytail just like. Ponytail is iconic. Yeah. And beyond reproach. Which, uh, good for you, Kevin. I actually, you know what, honestly, Betty rocks that ponytail, but she looks just as pretty with her hair down. Of course, like. Betty and Jughead don't even get into an argument. Like, Tony reveals that yeah. Jug- Jughead sits with the serpents, and Betty's just like, yeah, that's fine. I don't... I get it. Again, She I, won't later when Jughead does something really violent, but it's fine for really now. I don't really understand what um, the serpents do. I'm going to say it again. Are they a gang? Yes. But what does that mean? Like, why is everyone so upset about it? Do you need to Google what gangs are? <laughs> I don't get it. But, like, they seem... They're not, like, the Crips, like... No offense to any listeners who are Crips. I don't know. Are we... Are they... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) What have you seen them do? They just seem to hang out and wear leather jackets. They threatened Archie and his friends this very episode. I guess. But Archie was being kind of a dick. They... So, in in Southside, Jughead got beaten up, right? Right, By the ghoulies. Right. And the people on his side are the serpents. Right. That's how gangs start. Okay. They're just cliques that don't like each other until they just become incredibly violent and protective of each other and themselves. Then they go to, like, they fight each other, maybe, maybe they do some, they uh, deal some drugs and whatnot, and they just, they defend their town, which actually means they attack outsiders. They probably mug people sometimes, too. So it's like West Side Story. Yes, it's exactly like West Side Story. Okay, then I'm I can't believe your touchstone for gang violence is the musical. It's my dad's favorite movie. <laughs> okay, that's nice. West Side Story and Braveheart. Those are my fa- dad's favorite movies. Okay, my dad's a very specific kind of movie. Like, so it's, not it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's like, it's movies that most people are like, Okay, that's fine. And he's like, no, it's brilliant because that's like he liked the the movie version of the Three Stooges that came out recently, or he 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 really. I think loves, my dad also liked that. He actually. really loves uh, Get Smart, the Steve Carell movie. Yeah, that's definitely a movie that people are like, yeah, it's fine. Thinks it's great. Yeah. And I love that. I remember my aunt being really into the movie The Rocker. Huh. <laughs> and really recommending the, the, it. The Rain Wilson like. Poor man, school of rock. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I remember watching it and being like, "This is fine." <laughs> sure, this exists. I'm right. okay with this. Right. It's yeah. But then again, I also have movies like that. Like I love Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck. Oh, don't even get. I will watch any poorly made bad Christmas movie. <laughs> good, okay. especially the Hallmark ones. Oh, all of them. Woo-hoo. Oh, what's a good one? Or a bad one. Holiday in handcuffs. Oh my god. Or Is Sabrina that the Shannon Doherty Witch? one? No, no, no. You're thinking of Christmas You're, Caper. Are you thinking of... Oh my god. <laughs> Holiday in handcuffs is the one where uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch kidnaps Mario Lopez. Yes! Oh my god. And, and then... And, and then oh. he goes along with it. Yeah, she... <laughs> Just so that when the cops come, it's that much worse for her and her family. <laughs> she pretends that he's her fiancé, yeah, right? Yeah. And she doesn't understand... Or he doesn't under... Like, yeah. And then he starts falling for her. That's... 
insane. Yes. <laughs> that would never it's happen. It's serious Stockholm Syndrome. Was it Mario Lopez? I thought it was Joey, not no, Joey. No, it's Bichon. Mario Lopez. That's so good. Then what? She does another movie with the guy from Melissa and Joey. <laughs> Joey Lawrence. We've, we've fallen off. Can we do a Christmas episode where we just talk about this? Forever. I mean, we can just hang out as friends and talk about this. No, but I want to be able to listen to the conversation <laughs> as a playback. Uh, oh, hey, let's talk about the town hall meeting. Because remember we were talking about Hiram and Hermione earlier? We were, yes. They have this very cryptic discussion where they're like... Because Fred shuts down all the all the anger and stuff, they're like, hey, he's going to be a problem. What do you want? And Hiram's like, hold on. The town trusts him. That could work in our favor. So we have no idea what they want. I have this theory. They're planning something. Something I, devious. I think I said it last time, but what if what if the chaos... He wants to make all the chaos ensue so that everybody moves out of Riverdale so he can level the you town... You said this last week. ...and build his theme park, Hiramland. Where's... But... Lodgeland. Doesn't make any sense. Lodgeland. That's not really what his game is. And then he wants to, he makes money from the theme park. He's not a theme park guy. He licenses. He definitely hates theme parks. That doesn't mean you can't build one. That actually makes it better. But like in all seriousness, like that would be the silliest thing in a show where there's a serial killer on the loose. <laughs> would be like, and I'm going to build Hiram Land. <laughs> but wouldn't it be kind of amazing? <laughs> and you can stay in the Lodge Lodge. <laughs> that would be such a good idea. I'm going to build this theme park if he doesn't. <laughs> with all my dozens that, of dollars honestly I think the only fan theories I get behind would be fan theories that just aggressively suggest Hiram is doing something really silly and childish and not something super dark and sinister right right exactly he just he's going to seal all the bubble gum in the country <laughs> build one giant bubble out of bubble gum and float away into space what is really underneath the drive-in is it just like like all of Hiram's old toys Curly's gold aww <laughs> But uh, Jughead and Betty run in. They just solved the cipher because it was using a Nancy Drew book that Betty read as a kid. Weirdly, they had to go to the library to find that because it's definitely online somewhere. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> and they're like, the Black Hood's coming here. He doesn't. But he said he's... He's already there. He's going to attack where it all began. And I guess for him, it began at her speech in that same location. And, so the Black Hood's already in. And Mayor in Mayor Perfect Arms is like, all right, let's just calm down. They're like, nope, fire alarm. <laughs> Mayor Perfect Arms. I love that. Honestly, she she's consistent. Arms. She's good this episode. Keller's good this episode. But we should talk about the about face Principal Weatherby takes this episode. You're off the football team. All of you are off the football team. There is no football team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Last week he was like, hey, the Red Circle's a school club. And this week he's like... Okay, Red Circle needs to shut it down. It honestly looked like the beginning of a porn video. I mean, so. they did they did switch from defense to offense, so. So I guess we don't ever have concerned. to see football on the show again. Yeah, I guess we're never going to watch football on totally this show. Totally thrilled, honestly. <laughs> Thank you, Principal Weatherby. You are right on my brand. Uh, other things to mention. Uh, Archie and Veronica throw the gun in the water. Uh, Veronica's mom tells her the difference between loyalty and blind loyalty, and she does. Blind loyalty is what I'm doing for Hiram. No, she, I mean, that's, I think the idea is that it's not blind loyalty to Hiram. And Veronica, at first, is just like, yes, everything Red Circle. Red Circle t-shirts. Red Circle's all over the school. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, all right, babe, just gun in the river. 
Now we can have sex. Let's go. Yeah, I honestly cannot stand their romance. I'm sorry. I'm so not shipping them. I would be happier if Betty and Archie were together, I think. Wait till the end of the season. (gasps) No, you wouldn't. That's my theory. You wouldn't do that to us. And the episode ends with Betty getting a phone call from the black. I am so into murder stuff. It's going to be so good. I love that Betty has a direct line. Why does it really be her dad and he's just like in the other She just follows it downstairs and like, oh God, Uh, with the mask on. Oh wait, you know what? I just also, Archie, why the hell did he have his black hood mask in his locker at school? Because Archie's not a smart man. Okay, he didn't keep the gun locker, but why would he even bring that to school in the first place? Like, yeah. So now he's banned from school. Tanya just started watching Riverdale, and she texted me. She's like, why haven't you told me to watch Riverdale before? Blah, blah, blah. And um, so we were talking about Archie, and she's like, Archie's so hot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I know, he's so hot, but he's dumb as a pile of rocks. And she's like, I don't think Archie's dumb. And I'm like, what? I was like, you will. You'll see. This is the moment I am telling Tanya to wait for now. Okay. You'll see. Yeah. He's Um, an idiot. So... What are your thoughts on Pumpkin, Pump Queen, Under the Bus, oh, Chaperone? Wow. Okay, Chaperone is going to be Fred because he's just chill as fuck. He's telling people not to do violence. He definitely protested things back in the day. He's like a very chill dude. Hmm. I would. I don't want to discount Alice because she's not doing it out of malice. She's trying to protect her family. Is Alice not doing it out of and, malice? And, like, she's so easily manipulated by Betty. I like, know. You Betty, would think that she'd be smarter. Like, Betty's just like, I don't know. They sent it to me, but I gave it to you. And uh, when Keller just asks why, she's like, because they're clearly too scared to contact me directly. Because I'm the best. <laughs> like, her ego I takes actually, over. I do love Alice Cooper. People, like, don't like her. I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's one of my favorite characters, actually. I think she's amazing. She is just so good, and I love when she puts on her glasses, and she just is like, cool. Like She's who I aspire to be if I was nice. But I think I'm going to give it to Hermione this episode, because her no. actions directly result mm-hmm. in a gun being thrown away. Okay, that's true. I, I'm all for all the guns. And, if we could put all the guns... no one getting a shot. In Sweetwater River? She, she led Veronica to some very mature decisions in the end of this episode. Yeah, I guess Veronica gets prom queen then. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Who gets prom king? Uh, no one's been great. <laughs> Can we give it to no one? Can it be mm. Reggie? Reggie, who quits at the start and then comes back. I'm going to give it to Kevin just for complimenting Betty's ponytail and standing up for his friend. You know, it's simple but effective. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just need somebody to be like, don't don't touch my ponytail. So you throw under the bus. (sighs) It's hard. Part of me wants to say Tony because... I'm going to do a sweet pee. Oh, yeah, he was kind of a dick. Sweet pee being like, I love the black hood. Yeah, he's just killing Northsiders. It's great. Okay, for okay, he actually did not kill any Northsider. He killed. <laughs> he killed one lady who lives out of town, and she was a pedophile. So it's really fine. Yeah, he's so definitely not paying attention to the narrative. Well, the narrative clear seems to be getting very muddled among the people. In yes, town. which I think is the point—the mm-hmm. fake news of it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that I don't like Tony. I, I actually love Tony, but she was being kind of not very nice. She's being very rude. She was just being very mean. Very aggressive. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Cucumber Melon, actually, and uh, Moonlight Path. Okay. So, they, because they were just the cronies. Of- what? Okay, so in the rumor mill, 
I am pretty much on board the Hal Cooper train. The right Hal now. Cooper train. Would you be satisfied if it was Hal Cooper? Because it feels like another dad that I don't. I don't care about dads. Like. I would be more satisfied with Hal Cooper than if they went out of their way for some twist that would be a surprise. A twist that might not work. Okay, so I actually read a really interesting theory that um, it's actually Alice Cooper orchestrating the whole thing. That she is... That it doesn't really matter who the Black Hood is. It's Alice Cooper trying to um, become mayor of the town. That she's going to kind of try to run like a platform... It's kind of an out-there theory. Don't look at me like I'm crazy, but I thought it was pretty interesting. No. Okay. Shooting it down. These are what theories are for. No, because they would have by now mentioned that it was an election year. Whatever. Whatever. But I think it's kind of an interesting thing. So, yeah. Um, that's my... That's your. That's the whole thing? thing? That's all you... Uh... That it could be Alice Cooper. It could be somebody else. Maybe the Black Hood isn't who we think it is. Like, maybe it's not... Or maybe it's not what we think it is. Maybe it's... Instead of it actually trying to be a murder situation, that instead it's trying to do something to the town of Riverdale. So maybe Hiram is hiring um, people to... Yeah, but he's fully said that. What? He's trying to cleanse Riverdale. Right, but maybe it's not necessarily like... Like, maybe it's for a motive that's not just, I'm a crazy guy trying to cleanse Riverdale. Maybe it's like... I'm just one wild and crazy guy. Exactly. Maybe it's like for a motive that's more like financially motivated. You think he's not as... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Not altruistic, but like... Not as... Moral. Uh, like maybe he's not a moralist. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're saying he's not... He's lying when he mm-hmm. says that he's doing it for Betty, for the town. He's just using it as an excuse... What, what kind of financial gain could someone get out of just murdering <laughs> Midge and Moose in their car? Well, the idea By the way, is, there was no Midge in this episode, and now I'm very frustrated. I know. I want Midge. I know. She's great. I want... Well, maybe the idea is that you get people to not want to live in Riverdale anymore, and then you do something with Riverdale. And then you build Hiram Land. Exactly. <laughs> guys, guys, tweet at us if Hiram Land is the most brilliant concept in the world. What ride should be at Show Hiram us your Land? fan art of Hiram Land. What does the main entrance look like? Oh, it's going to be so is good. The, is, the, is the mascot someone in a giant Hiram head? <laughs> what rides are there going to be? Is there going to be a roller coaster? <laughs> what kind of rides are in Hiram Land? <laughs> so good. Well, what kind of food is in Hiram Land? I, I just need there to be the Lodge Lodge. Lodge Lodge, of course. Where else are people going to stay? But all of the food is like... Like... Excellent cuisine. Right, exactly. Like, it's like lobster. And It'll eventually be the downfall of Hiram <laughs> like Land. French stuff with, like, oh, this costs $100. Exactly. So, Hiram Land is not very financially stable. It's terrible. No. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited for that episode. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, oh, yeah. I was thinking we could do a one, one cool thing, like some podcasts oh, do. Okay. So, one cool thing. What is your one cool thing for the week? Sleep. <laughs> uh, I bought blackout curtains to try to help myself get to sleep. And so far, they're effective. But I'm having trouble because yesterday my roommate seemed to play the entire uh, volume of works from John Mellencamp. We didn't pink houses like, play? Like little pink houses? Yeah. Little pink houses for you and me. I love that song. 
<laughs> it's such a good song. So, yeah, I just really want to go to sleep now. Yeah. Um, and my one cool thing is I've been watching Younger. <laughs> I just want to tell you about Younger. I love it so much. I don't want it to end. And the good thing is I have two more seasons. No, three more seasons to go. And it's going to be so great. So if you're watching Younger, tweet at me. But I'm only up to like season two, episode five. <laughs> so don't tweet at her too much. Yeah, don't tweet too much. Don't, uh, don't did you watch things. Stranger Things? I did, actually. I did. What'd and I think? liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. Um, I think I preferred season one. But I don't really know why. I was really into season two, and I forgive it for a lot of, like, predictable stuff just because I just like the kids so much. I just want them to be happy. I know. Me too. I did have beef with the third to last episode. The 11 episode, like, it's just her on her her little journey of discovery. You know, everyone really did not like that episode. It didn't quite, like, it it had goals. It didn't quite reach them. I don't know if it's just that we love the kids so much that people are really upset not to see them i don't think that's it at all i just think the message is pretty muddled in that Mm -hmm. one and like i don't know how to feel about any of those people and like like they don't feel like real humans in a way that everyone in hawkins does because they're just like these caricatures with like it's kind of that guy's got the spiky hair and she's wearing the baby doll dress and the as all of our friends do, you know. Yeah, everyone has that spiky haired kid and mm-hmm. the girl and the baby doll and yeah. best friend. I'm oh yeah, my friend with illusion magic is great. It's so cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't hate that episode the way everyone else did. Um I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm only I think that's the last episode I've watched. You didn't finish it? I couldn't. I just didn't have time because it has of a really it has a really cute ending. Uh, I know. Especially considering season one. Well, like, it, it harkens back to that. I should clarify that I know everything that happens. Because um, I read a, a big recap of it, because I kind of had to. This is no way to consume media. No, it's not. But when you have to write about Stranger Things, and you don't have time, you have to, you have to ruin She things. had the episodes before it came out, everybody. Don't say that. It makes me sad. You had time. You had screeners. I know, but I have other shows I all has, also had to watch. So... <sighs> And now I'm just watching Younger because it's like candy. But I'm going to watch Stranger Things probably like tomorrow, John. Okay? I was waiting for the weekend, John. And now the weekend is here. Dude, I'm so excited to go to bed. Yeah, John's going to go to sleep. Okay, guys. So anyway, guys, this is a beautiful, beautiful magical day Uh, that I'm going to be hiding from. Where are they going to find you, John? They're going to find me. Other than in bed with your black curtains. (laughs) At John Madden. And they'll find me on my blog, Catcher in the Rye. W-R-Y. What a pun. And um, you can find me at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. Um, and you can find my dog, Stella, who's making that crazy little sound right now. She's scratching on my sweater. She's scratching on John's sweater. Um, at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. And she is really cute. And um, please, if you want your review read on the podcast, would love, would love to do that for you. Um, so, yeah. So, just leave us a review on Ev's. If you want, no pressure. It would be cool, and it, it helps us and stuff. I'm sorry. It's early, and John wants to go to bed, and I feel like I'm just rambling now. Okay, guys. I love you all. Um, bye, River Vixens. Good night.